Good morning, everyone. Hope your Monday is starting out fantastic and then just gets better every day of the week. You know, that's what we need to make every week like, right? We need to just be going. I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. We make them all great. You know, don't be one of those people that's like, oh, I hate Mondays. Monday is one-seventh of your life. You don't want to be hating one-seventh of your life. Let's enjoy all of them and live every day to our fullest. You know, got your cup of coffee, I hope, or your favorite beverage. You know, I'm using one of my Mickey Mouse mugs here. Got a different picture on both sides, a little drawing of Mickey. And when I finish the cup, there's a drawing down here in the, the bottom as well. But, you know, I got to enjoy a little bit of Mickey in the morning. That's a big cup. You know, some people say, oh, this is for soup. No, it's for a big cup of coffee. So hope you're enjoying yours too. And, you know, the first thing I wanted to talk about today is, you know, there are a couple, there, there's a school closed for a couple days, you know, in Virginia because of a shooting that happened Friday. And Kellen says, gotta love Mickey. Yes, you do. I'm a huge Disney fan. So you'll see a lot of Mickey cups and other Disney mugs throughout my Coffee with Alan. But, you know, in Virginia, there was a shooting Friday at a school. You may have heard of it. You may not have. It wasn't an active shooter situation with somebody going through and, you know, killing random people. There was only one individual shot, and that was a teacher. But what really makes this, you know, troublesome, the teacher was shot during an altercation with a six-year-old first grader. Yes. A six-year-old first grader brought a loaded firearm handgun, they didn't disclose what kind, to school and shot a teacher after some kind of altercation. You know, the news reports at that time were very minimal and I haven't seen some updates. You know, at the time the teacher was in the hospital and the latest news is they did release her name and that she was getting better. The student had been arrested by law enforcement and I don't know anything else about it. They hadn't disclosed any other information when I was reading about this. I am in support of responsible gun ownership. I'm not going to get on here and say we need to take all guns away because of something. But there was no responsible gun ownership going on in that particular incident. There is no way that a six-year-old little kid should be able to take a loaded firearm to school and shoot their teacher. That's on the parents or who, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know where he got the gun. But whoever was in charge of that firearm, whoever owned that firearm was not a responsible firearm owner because that firearm wound itself into the hands of a little kid who then used it to shoot and hurt a teacher. And we need to stop that. As responsible gun ownerships, we, gun owners, we should be infuriated at the people that let that happen. Yeah, it, it's just I, I it's I just can't believe it. I mean, I grew up 
And I'm going to say hi to Robin real quick before I tell the story of my kid. Good morning, Robin. You're on your second cup. Yeah, this is my second one, too. I had one earlier today when I was doing other stuff on the computer. And Robin's going to say, found a YouTube summary of the Discipline of Freedom book next to the library. Thanks. You're welcome. It's a fun book. I mean, Jocko just, he tells it straight and says, this is the way it should be. Do it. And I think you'll find it motivating and help you with your goals and some of the challenges that we all face on a daily basis. Um, let's get back. You know, when I was a kid. I remember going out and holding, you know, a 38, which isn't a very large weapon. A 38 revolver was one of the earlier weapons I was shooting. And I would pull the trigger and that 38 would go way up here. And, you know, my dad would be telling me, hold it tight. You don't want to drop it. I mean, that's how young I was. And I, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but it was elementary school, pretty young. And I was shooting firearms. But I was taught safety and responsibility from my dad and my grandfather, who were the ones that I shot with the most when I was a little kid. And in elementary school, I was on a shooting team. Um, we were using uh, air rifles and competing with other schools in North Dakota. So, I mean, and, and besides being taught by my father and my grandfather, you know, my dad made me go to the North Dakota hunter safety classes. When we moved to Montana, he made me go to the Montana hunter safety classes and get, you know, the training from somebody else besides him, you know, and my grandfathers who taught me. Uh, but, you know, I was taught that, you know, you don't touch these weapons unless I was with them. And, you know, and my dad was military, you know, retired military, fairly strict. You know, when I was a little kid, he was still in the military. And, you know, when he made the rules that I don't touch those firearms unless I'm with him, you know, I followed those rules. And he didn't leave them laying out where I could get them easily either. You know, he kept them pl places where I wasn't going to do it. But again, I wasn't tempted to because I knew what they were. He taught me at the young age to be responsible and to respect them. And you never pointed them at anything that you didn't want to shoot. And, you know, my dad was a hunter. I mean, we grew up um, venison and elk. I mean, that's the meat that we had. Dad filled the freezer with venison and elk every year. Uh, and so I had the respect for hunting and for firearms and for being safe with them at a very early age. Now, what's going on with people today that if they're going to own firearms, they have to have responsibility. And if you're going to have firearms with kids in the house, you need to be teaching them at a young age. And you have to make sure that those firearms aren't accessible to a kid that's going to take them to school and shoot a teacher like happened on Friday. You know, you know, for, for those of us that are firearm owners and we respect the Second Amendment, and we are responsible firearm owners, we have to realize that people being unresponsible and letting these things happen are what's going to infringe and, and, and want the government to start making more laws and more rules and to take things away from people. And I'm not for that. I am for the responsible ownership. And it, it just sickens me that whoever owned that firearm, let that little kid go to school and shoot a teacher. You know, I'm going to say a couple of things before we carry on. I mean, Robin says we did too, but safety of not point at anything. You don't want to be dead in target range. Exactly. Um, Eric, good morning. Appreciate you being here. Do Monday safety. Keyword, respect. Yes, respect is a 
word that is key for so many things. And, uh, you know, we've lost some respect in this country, respect for a lot of things that we really need to get back. Okay. Um, but, you know, when it comes to firearms, we have, have to be responsible. I can't say that enough. You know, the last couple of weeks, you know, I went to a series of classes taught by a firearms instructor from the U.S. Uh, CCA and, you know, trying to help people be responsible gun owners. And if you're going to carry on a daily basis, you need the training, you need to be responsible in that area too. Um, now, I don't know what will happen yet. I haven't been able to find, you know, the, the, the child in Virginia. Um, you know, the state could take that child away from the parents. I mean, that's a potential thing that could happen. You know, it, at six years old, you can't be tried as an adult, and you're not going to go in the juvie system. It's too young. At six years old, you know, they don't comprehend probably what they did. But one thing that could happen is, is those parents can be charged. And those parents could lose their child. I mean, those, those are the realities of what could happen in this situation. Um, I hope the teacher can go back to school and teach again. Something traumatic like that can affect her for the rest of her life, not just the physical injuries. Uh, you know, I hope the other teachers and, and the staff and, and the students at that school um, can get through this. A lot of them will probably need some type of counseling. That's pretty traumatic to be in a room and have somebody be shot in front of you, especially at that young age, um, you know, for some of those little kids. So I hope they all get the help that they need and can carry on. I, I, I hope the teacher can continue to teach. It was probably a profession she joined because she loved kids and she wanted to help kids and never dreamed in her life that she would be shot by one of her first grade six-year-old students. And I, I hope that she can get through that, you know, both physically with the injuries and psychologically to be able to teach and help children again. I'm going to say a couple things here. I want to say hello to Randy. Appreciate you saying hi. And Randy is in Chattanooga this morning and not down in his home state of Florida. Randy does a lot of traveling and he keeps saying he wants to travel up here to Montana. And I can't wait for him to get up here so we can go have a burger and a drink together. You know, so I hope that things are going good in Chattanooga. Um, on LinkedIn, it doesn't show me the name, but nobody wants to take away our cars when used irresponsibly. So why so with firearms? No, I agree. And, and, and that's why you're never going to hear me uh, yelling, take away the guns. But you are going to hear me pounding on the table and screaming, be responsible. And I'm going to say the same thing about cars. I want people to be responsible with cars. It infuriates me when people drive drunk because I lost a good friend back in the 80s you know, she had just graduated high school. You know, both of us were, you know, young. We Neither of us were even 21 yet. Or she might have been 21 because she was a couple years older than me. Um, yeah, 18, 19. She was 21. I was 18. She got hit by a drunk driver. She was on the back of a motorcycle with her boyfriend. Drunk driver, ran a red light, T-boned them. She was killed. Boyfriend was in the hospital. And, you know... Her life was snuffed out at 21 years old. Uh, you know, a good friend of mine, and I, I've known others with drinking accidents, and I've lost others because of drunk 
people, but that one hit me hard. Um, and, and I've hated drunk drivers ever since it. You can read my first book with Paladin Press, Hard One Wisdom, came out in 1996. And I wrote about that incident and how I hated um, drinking to excess and getting drunk and doing stupid things. And drinking and driving, you're right. And nobody wants to take the cars away. But I wish we had stricter laws against those that abuse vehicles and don't use them responsible either. Okay. So you will hear me yelling about responsibility and respect a lot because we're lacking both of them in many places and we need them now more than ever. So I'm off my soapbox. That's what I wanted to say about firearms. Got a little bit off on a drunk driving too, but it's important and it's related to safety because we need to be safe. And that brings me to this. Sometimes we think about safety is oh we got to be we got to be scared of the serial killer the active shooter the mugger those things you know the the things there and we forget about being safe on all the other little dangers that you know we come across almost every day one of them are automobiles it is proven if you wear your seatbelt it reduces the chance of dying in an automobile accident. I mean, the statistics show that. And so putting your seatbelt on is something we can do to keep safe. I like to travel. You know, you saw, if you follow me on Facebook and, and your social media, you've seen me sharing pictures at Universal Studios, Disneyland, Disney World. And if you go to YouTube, channel survive and defend you'll see videos that were filmed in those locations because i like to film safety videos all over during the different travels well you know it's not bad guys that are the biggest threat at disney world or universal studios the biggest threat that ruins more vacations and puts some people in the hospitals is the sun people getting sunburned overheated, you know, sunstroke, those kind of things, dehydrated, that happens more in amusement parks than bad guys robbing people or, or other, you know, big events that we think of when we think of safety and self-defense. So we need to keep ourselves safe from all sorts of things. You know, that's why I did videos about using sunscreen, drinking water, staying out of the heat and, and monitoring yourself if you're getting overheated so you can enjoy the park from sunup to sundown and past during the night in the fireworks show. You don't want to go home with sunburn in the middle of the afternoon and miss all the fun at night. Okay, so we need to stop and think about it every once in a while that we want to be safe from all the different threats, not just the big ones. And so we're going to be safe for the small things, and we're going to be prepared and safe for some of the big ones. Okay? And that way, we can be confident, we can be secure, we can go through life and enjoy everything life has to offer. And that's what I'm all about, and that's what I'm here to help people do. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Been going a little over 15 minutes. I try to keep these in the 15 to 20 minute range so people can get on with their lives and enjoy it and get things done, make great things happen. So with that, go out and do it and we will see you tomorrow.